0: Jay was like, go t- tell Tiffany you're in labor so we can go get Dairy Queen <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. And today we are discussing Banned Book Week as well as it's a slightly early celebration of Indigenous People's Day, but we'll be doing that too.
1: Yeah, so Banned Book Week is October 2nd through 6th, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. And Indigenous and... Peoples Day is October 9th. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Um. Before we get into that, are you reading anything?
0: Any... No, I have conviction. Okay. I haven't started it.
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, I just picked that up at the library. Um. So when this episode airs, we'll have two more episodes left of the season, and then we're we're gonna take a pretty long hiatus, like probably a little over a month, kind of like what we did last year. So, yeah. so yeah. After this episode, there's our conviction discussion, and then like our Reese's book club, like wrap up, kind of discuss our thoughts on Reese's books that we read. Obviously, it's a small percentage of however many books she's done. And in that time we will have chosen a new celebrity. Hopefully. <laughs> Gotta <I> hope so. <laughs> and you will have a second baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
0: little, little guy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy.
1: Yes. So those are just some things to wrap up. Um I started um I'm thinking of ending things. So I started that, and then I started um, No Exit by Taylor Adams, which is the one where she's like stranded at a truck stop during a blizzard, and she sees like a little girl like in a dog crate in the back of a van, (laughs) and she's trying to figure out (laughs) how to save this little girl, and like, is she stuck with a killer? (laughs) So that is what I am reading these days.
0: Cool. Yeah. <sighs> righty.
1: Do we want to start with Band Book Week, or do we want to start with um, Indigenous authors?
0: Let's do Band <laughs> Book Week. Okay. Since it's technically pre.
1: Okay. So this year's theme for Band Book Week is "Let Freedom Ring," um, and just a little. This is from ala dot org, and it just says. When we ban books, we're closing off readers to people, places, and perspectives. But when we stand up for stories, we unleash the power that lies inside every book. We liberate the array of voices that need to be heard and the scenes that need to be seen. Let freedom read. So, that is the theme. I got the
0: uh, Reba McIntyre song stuck in my head.
1: That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, and so then, also from the ALA dot org website it says there's a top 13 most challenged books of 2022 so i know last year we kind of did something similar but i think it was like all time so i don't think these were all the same books like some of these don't like stand out to me like that we talked about last year so Mm -hmm. um and i i don't have a synopsis for them but i can tell you title author how many challenges there were and why they were challenged. And from just skimming there does seem to be one main thing that a lot of them are challenged for. Yep. So, all right. The first one is a uh, Gender Queer, which is a memoir by Maya Kobabe or Kobabi. Um it had 151 challenges. And it was challenged for its LGBTQIA plus content and came claimed to be sexually explicit. Um, All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. It's also a memoir. And this book has been out for a while because I've had it on my list when I first heard about it.
0: Um, I remember seeing it like on a bunch of previous banned book lists. Yeah. Um challenged books.
1: Yeah, it's been challenged 86 times, and um, it was challenged for the same thing, LBGTQIA plus content, and claimed to be ex- sexually explicit. Um, I know we've talked about this book. I feel like this book fits many lists when we sometimes talk about them. Um, but mm-hmm. this is The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Um, depiction of sexual abuse EDI content and claimed to be sexually explicit, and there was seventy three challenges.
0: I've, Is this the one you read?
1: Yes, I've read this one. Okay. Um, I think just skimming. I've only m- maybe read two books on this list. Um, so we'll see. Have you? Re- um, let me know if you've read any when we go through the list.
0: I haven't yet. Yeah. I've read. Um... Beloved by Toni Morrison, yeah. but I haven't read The Blue's Eye.
1: Um, Flamer by Mike Carato. Um, it was challenged 62 times, and again, for LGBTQIA plus content and claimed to be sexually explicit.
0: I'm sensing a theme.
1: That's, I, yes, that is the theme. <laughs> um, so this author, I don't know if I've ever read anything by him. But he's well known. But it's Looking for Alaska by John Green. Um, so I have read this. Okay, what is this one about? Do you
0: remember? So this, I, kind of. Yeah. Um, what I all like only remembers about this kid, and he goes to like a boarding school. Mm-hmm. Where he meets. He gets his friend group together. He kind of like falls for this girl from. I think her name's Alaska. I read this like oh. ten plus years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she, like, runs off, goes missing one night. I don't remember any, like, LGBTQ
1: plus. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't remember that happening. I don't really remember there being anything super sexually explicit. Yeah. Again, I read this 10 years ago. It kind of, I didn't like the book. I thought it was kind of... Boring, Mm -hmm. dull, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not maybe the best person to discuss it. Yeah. uh...
1: Well, like you said, like, it was challenged (laughs) for LGBTQIA plus content and claimed to be sexually explicit. But, like, I don't know. Again, I've never read a John Green book, but I, I don't know that I... Like, the sexually explicit, like, I don't know that I would put his books into that. But I don't know. And it was challenged 55 times. Um this book I believe really
0: sometimes like the sexually explicit is like it could just be like oh do you hear so-and-so lost their virginity look at her <laughs> boobs like it's like you know like, normal teenage talk and you're like yeah I wouldn't put that in elementary school yeah but, uh, I know I think you know it, walk down a, a public high school hallway and you'll be shocked at some of the things you hear. and I think, I think and none, none of those kids are reading books like and I think
1: we talked about that last year it was like there's a difference between like a book – like, books should have, like, an age content, like – like, a five-year-old shouldn't be reading some of these books. That's understandable. So, yes, maybe those should not be available for a five-year-old, but, like, if – like, I can see why somebody's like, I don't want that book in my first grade class where my kid is. Whatever. Yeah. But – that doesn't mean that that book should be banned from, like, libraries or anything. Like, I understand that you don't want your kindergartner or somebody reading this book yet. Like, there's so many books that your kids shouldn't be reading. <laughs> Lindsay over here reading it in eighth grade or something. Like, come on. <laughs> but we didn't... not talk about sexually explicit material. That's what I was about but... to say. Is that book banned? Like, I don't know. Um, man. Um... The next one is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I think we have both read this one. Yes. Stephen Chbosky. Is that how you pronounce it?
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: <laughs> Depiction <laughs> of sexual abuse, LGBTQIA+, content, drug abuse, profanity, and claim to be sexually explicit. And it was challenged 55 times.
0: This one, like, I actually do remember all of those things mm-hmm. <laughs> being present in that book but none of it is done salaciously it's all done in like a that's
1: what I was thinking too like I was like again are you just offended that that kind of content is in this book yeah like cause I don't know if you've read some smut lately but that's sexually explicit okay <laughs> just gonna throw that one out there I mean man um alright Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison, and spoiler alert challenge for LGBTQIA plus content and claim to be sexually explicit Um, and it was challenged 54 times (laughs) like I just I just picture like like an angry like Karen mom just being like I don't want my child reading this like that's what I picture when a book is challenged, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know the process of like how you challenge a banned book, like how you get a. I actually don't I think know that some process. Of it is
0: like you, like you put it in front of the like, school board or the PTA. Oh uh, yeah. Like that's what it means. It's like fifty-four challenges within. Like you go in front of the schools and yeah, libraries. Yeah.
1: During the during the sc- PTA meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PTA Ugh. yeah um, the next one is The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie and this was challenged 52 times and it was challenged for profanity and claimed to be sexually explicit
0: this is another one I've read and I actually really okay. liked this one but again it was like 10 plus years ago I also remember reading bits of it in oh one of my English classes in high school, not the whole thing, but mm-hmm. like just parts of it. Um, Definitely profanity. I mean like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you can't, you can't get around because it's about um, a native American boy that lives on the reservation who starts going to a mostly white school mm. for better education. So that's kind of like the part-time Indian thing. And so it's him like, Dealing with racism there. Dealing with issues back at home. Um, it's funny. I like the book. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. Like, I'm um, having,
1: I'm having like, deja vu of us talking about this book last year, too.
0: Probably, yeah. Because this one's been out for quite some time as well. Yeah. But, um... I don't, again, remember the sexually explicit part, but, like, I want to say he's in, like, middle school. And, like, so middle school be... boys.
1: <laughs> like, <What> the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm t- again telling you read some like smutty romances and then tell me <laughs> what sexually explicit means. That's all I'm saying. So Interesting. That's
0: uh, that's what I got.
1: <laughs> that's all. Um Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez. Uh this was challenged 50 times and it was challenged for depictions of abuse and claimed to be sexually explicit. Now I know we're like talking about like what these books are challenged for and I do get like if you do not want to read a book because of certain things, that's what that's what trigger warnings are for, right? Like like you shouldn't be forced to read something that makes you feel uncomfortable. So like please check trigger warnings if something like this like you don't like. Like when it talks about depictions of abuse or something. Like, for sure, do that. Alright, a court of mist and fury by sarah j mass she is a super popular like fantasy author Mm -hmm. like people love her and i think if i'm not mistaken like this is part of a series
0: yes so um it's part of a series and i also say like claim to be sexually explicit like this book is known for having like explicit sex scenes in it Uh huh. And I think it's definitely one of those books that's like, it's geared towards adults, but a lot of younger people, high schoolers have picked it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Is it, is it like a romance fantasy? Is it like one of those types?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to read it because I remember back when I was like, oh, I'm looking for like a good fantasy book and I looked into it and it was like classified as romance and I was like, I don't, I just want like people on an adventure. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Just want people on an adventure. Um, Yeah. So I don't know which one this is in the series, but it was challenged 48 times and claimed to be sexually explicit. Um, All right, we are almost done with this list. We have a few more. Um, We have Crank by Ellen Hopkins. Um, This one was challenged 48 times, and it was for drug use and claimed to be sexually explicit. Um, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews. Uh, This one was challenged again 48 times, and it was for profanity and claimed to be sexually explicit. Um, This book, I think this is the last book on the list. This book is called, (laughs) I mean, I think it tells you in the title.
0: um, Yeah, I wonder what this one's going to be challenged for.
1: Yeah, this one's called This Book is Gay by Juno Dawson. And um, it was challenged 48 times as well and challenge for LGBTQIA+, content providing sexual education, and claim to be sexually explicit. How dare it provide sexual education?
0: I'm I'm sorry. I'm
1: I'm sorry. Let's not educate people.
0: The the title just being like, (laughs) what, what, what is this one being challenged for?
1: I mean, so, that... That's definitely the theme of, like, those books, like, the LGBTQIA+, like, that seems it's to the,
0: be- it's, Yeah, it's the, like, you know, it's the new it girl for book challenges and book bands.
1: Yeah, because, like, in 2020, I thought it was, I felt like it was more, like, the racial. It was
0: all racial, yeah. A lot more which, racial. And that
1: was, it made sense, because that's, like, when George Floyd and all of that stuff was happening, and so you saw that theme of more of those type of books that were trying to educate people getting banned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I say, screw Banned Book Week and go read all these books.
0: <laughs> it's like How uh, about that? Yeah, if it's...
1: But check, even, check if, her... even
0: if you read it and you're like, this book should be banned because it's terrible. <laughs> like, it has no plot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like... But, and then, like, again just check trigger warnings of books, like check reviews, see what people like, if you know, there's a certain thing that's going to upset you, whether it's like maybe drug abuse or like physical abuse or anything like that, like check those things and just make sure, but don't make it banned for everybody else.
0: I think from a parent perspective, like you should be willing to have these conversations with your kids. I think
1: you should have these conversations. Absolutely.
0: And if you're not like, that's something you need to look at within yourself
1: yes and again i agree of there's an age to do that right yeah. like you're not gonna have this conversation with like a three-year-old right now like good hopefully. luck if
0: you can get him to sit still that long <laughs> that's like. what i'm
1: saying <laughs> like, i don't know i just yeah so but that is the 13 most challenged books of 2022 i'm sure next year we'll do the 2023 ones and see if anything has changed yep there's a cute like sticker i want to buy that says like i read banned books
0: <laughs> i've seen i've seen that bag before
1: <laughs> i think it's super cute <laughs> i tell no lies
0: that's just me in the background like punching lolita like, <laughs> <this book. laughs>
1: Yeah. all right what list do you have for us
0: i have 10 great reads in honor of indigenous people's day
1: I love this.
0: This is from um, Boston University. They published. I this love one. this
1: because I don't think we've ever done something like this before. No. So I love this idea.
0: I think again, I don't... I should have looked up like when... Because Indigenous Peoples Day is also, I guess, formally known as Columbus Day. Yes. Indigenous. Yeah, it
1: says... Um,
0: but I'm trying to think. It. I think it didn't switch into like... Was it... Too, It does say, um,
1: and it says like, it's it's not recognized as a federal holiday, but more than a dozen states have renamed Columbus Day as Indigenous Peoples Day, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool.
0: I think also, um, no, on uh, 2021, uh, Joe Biden officially made October 11th Indigenous Peoples Day a so proclamation I didn't think we yeah so it seems like every year when it's uh... <laughs> when it's going to be Columbus Day uh, the president has just gone ahead and named it Indigenous Peoples Day yeah but uh
1: okay. yeah because I don't
0: remember at least here in Texas that being until like 2015 Cause remember, like looking for Columbus Day because we were gonna have that day off, and being yeah. like, I don't see it anywhere on here, but it was listed as Indigenous Peoples Day, and I was like, Oh, oh we don't
1: even get it off.
0: No, it, we didn't get it off, but it was still oh. on the calendar.
1: Oh, it's not, oh, it's not on our oh. like it's not on our holiday calendar.
0: Well, not anymore. It was back when oh. I was this, again. It was like only my second year working for the state, but um, yeah. Anyways, so I think some of these I've heard of. At least one of these I've read. But who is not on this list is uh, Sherman Alexie, who wrote the Part-Time Indian yeah. <laughs> book. Um, but he ran, a couple years ago, ran into some sexual harassment oh, issues. Okay. And so I don't really know where he quite stands in the community anymore. Yeah. So I don't know too much about his I just know that he was accused of sexual harassment I don't really know much more about the but um, so the first one is um, Elatzo by Darcy Little Badger and this one I just have some brief um, synopses on but this is uh, alternate universe but it's basically magic exists we still have some like cryptid monsters running around and um, it's about Elatso, who is a uh, young Apache girl. So, trying to protect her family. Are you frozen?
1: No, no, no. I'm reading. Oh. I was reading it because it says, it says she has the ability to raise the ghost of dead animals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like in a trance, like oh. reading the synopsis. I was like, wait a minute, though. <laughs> <Yes>. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Are you frozen now?
0: I was like, oh no. Um, okay. The second one I have read is the only good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. And he's come out with quite a few now, different books.
1: And I have this on my Kindle. Cause I know we bought it around the same time. Cause it was like super cheap one day. Yeah, I was and like, it was, I was like ninety hey.
0: nine cents or something. It was like,
1: Hey, we need to get this. And then yeah. you read it. And then I, did, I haven't read it yet.
0: <laughs> it's like my entire Kindle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so this one, it's about four men, uh, four native men. Who went through um, basically this had this hunting incident happen in their in their youth, and they kind of grown up since then. Not really like super grown apart, but they're not as close as they used to be. And then they all start being or start getting haunted by this thing that wants revenge.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, I like this book. just seems like a good
1: like spooky read like an october read
0: yes i will warn you there is uh it's heavy on animal stuff yeah not like not like animal torture Mm -hmm. but like it's a hunting incident so yeah leave it at that and there is one thing with a dog
1: okay (laughs) all right
0: (laughs) i will leave that out there for people (laughs) yeah i'm gonna
1: throw Um, it out there trigger warning there
0: could be animal death but i thought it was it was interesting, and I will say, like in general, like if you come across a moose or an elk, like get out of its way because <laughs> those things are faster and scarier than you realize. Oh my god, that's
1: They're what
0: big. I. They're like huge.
1: Like that's also with moose, right? Yeah. Like, do, did you? Did you ever? Did you ever watch Wild America, the movie that had like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Devin Sawa, And it was the three brothers. that I had. did,
0: but like that was you know,
1: girl, that was my it was movie. Like eight. No, that was I would watch it. <laughs> All the time. I'm pretty sure I had it on VHS. And so the two older brothers. I forget the actor that played the oldest brother. But then it was Devin Sawa And then Jonathan Taylor Thomas played the younger brother. And the two older ones, like, go on this adventure. They're going to, like, do, like, a documentary of, like, all the wild animals that they see. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas sneaks into the van to go with them. And he's like, I'm stuck here, so I got to go with y'all. But it's... All the animals they see, but the moose is so good because it starts chasing them and it's massive and it has them like on his antlers.
0: Yeah, there's a video out there of it's like, it's like three or four feet of snow and this moose is just running full speed like it's nothing. Uh, It's it's majestic, but horrifying. I mean, I know
1: they're they're so cool, but like, (laughs) Like, I don't want to be near it.
0: If you saw that in real life, you'd be like, ah,
1: come and die. Yes, exactly. Sorry, it just made me think that when you're talking about the elk and stuff, and, like, how, like, ma- massive and scary they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, America. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, the next one is called Trail of Lightning by Rebecca Roanhorse. And this is set in a future where... Uh, climate change has gotten so bad that most of the world has flooded, um, except for this former Navajo reservation, uh, reservation. And so again, kind of like magical realism, like mm-hmm. there's magic and gods and, uh, monsters that are, are still around and, uh, sets around this girl named Maggie, who is a monster hunter who has to go help find this missing girl.
1: That sounds really good. Actually.
0: Yeah, actually it does.
1: <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, because it has like, like you said, the magical realism, but also has like this like thriller, like missing person type, also mm-hmm. like mystery. Yeah.
0: Um, the next one is nonfiction, and it's an Indigenous People's History of the United States by Roxanne Dunbar-Dunbar or Ortiz. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm trying not to cough into the microphone. <laughs> okay. Um. And so it's, you know, I feel like the title is pretty self-explanatory. Yes. It's the history of the United States through the, the lens of the indigenous.
1: <laughs> what?
0: No, I'm No. This yeah. book is gay. What's this book about?
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Um, and it, it even points out that it covers the whole idea of changing Columbus Day to national, or to Indigenous Peoples Day.
1: Yeah. So, and it says it covers more than 400 years of Native American history. If
0: you're a history buff, that might be...
1: That's a cr- that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I remember there was a, a post on Reddit where it was like, um, like, Americans, what's something that shocks you about Europe when you've gone? And a lot of people were, or like what's, like, what's something that's in Europe that America doesn't have? And a lot of people were saying, like, we've got very old things. Mm-hmm. And then finally somebody made the point of saying you have very old white people things like there are Native American like cities and towns and stuff that are like, like, so what's it like? it's on like LSU's campus, but they're like 15,000 years old. That's and they're like, crazy. we have old things. They're just not like you just don't count them because they're not from colonialism. <laughs> that's like crazy. they predate that.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: And somebody started talking about there was it was the largest city in what is now the u.s and it was a native american like city essentially it was bigger than philadelphia oh my and, gosh yeah and they're like you know they're like we have old things it's just not people just tend not to, to think about it because it's not from white people <laughs> you're right <laughs>
1: so crazy i'll
0: have to find those lsu things they're wild Um, but yeah, that was my little tangent. Cause I always, (laughs) I always think about that too. Cause it it blew my mind when, when I was in Europe and there was this, this church that they were like, yeah, this built, this burned down in the 1600 and it was already like super old Mm -hmm. and then they rebuilt it and it's still standing. And I was (laughs) just like, what does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's, I think it's just a different...
1: Well cuz again when you do think of America you do think that we don't have a a long history, mm-hmm. right? Like
0: Mm-mm. we
1: think about when it was 13 colonies, that's like when our history started and it's that's not correct. Mm-mm. But that's what the history books tell us. Yeah. Um so it's interesting to think about it like that is like no no, there was a whole history before this, before the 13 colonies. So yeah.
0: uh, Okay, the next one, number five, is There, There by Tommy Orange. And this is um, 12 12 Native American travelers from, like, the city are uh, making their way to a big powwow. It sounds like it's just more of a character-based. I
1: have not heard that word in so long, a powwow.
0: Powwow. I had a friend, a good friend in high school, and she was... She was like half German, half I can't remember what her tribe was. She was she was half Native, and mm-hmm. they talk about it all the time in the summer going up for powwows and stuff. I
1: like that.
0: She was. She was more than half Native American. Like, she was like. Because her her dad was full, mm-hmm. and her mom was like half German, half, some other tribe, and but she. The, the German genetics came out really strong. Like She was pale, blue-eyed, blonde. Oh my gosh. And she went to Michigan State and she rolled up for, like, she got invited to the, like, diversity week for students. Uh-huh. And Everybody was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I got my card. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, number six is called... Love After the End an Anthology of Two Spirit and Indigenous Queer Speculative Fiction. Um and it's just been edited by Joshua Whitehead. So it's a Oh, mm. oh it says right in the title, an anthology.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um I feel like it's only a matter of time before we see this on the the challenged book list.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it just says it's um a combination of like indigenous authors can contribute short stories taking place in utopian and dystopian worlds featuring two spirit and LGBT plus heroes.
0: It's pretty cool. Probably has some good stories in it actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, like actually, actually. <laughs> um, number seven is heartbeat braves by Pamela Sanderson. And this is another, uh, fiction a woman is working at her job helping out other indigenous folks living off the reservation Um, but then there's a new leader and he oh it's a love story maybe yeah it's a love story i think anyways it's your classic like new guy steps in they start fighting Mm -hmm. but they have to come together
1: Yeah, to work together yeah, on a project.
0: Yes. He's described as annoyingly attractive, which is why I know it's a love story.
1: I was about to say, it's one of those, like, (laughs) it's enemies to lovers romance is what it sounds like to me.
0: So maybe that's, like, a book for you. (laughs) Do you like that trope?
1: (laughs) I do love enemies to lovers. (laughs) Hello, that's what Prince Henry and Alex Claremont Diaz were. Guys, come on.
0: Come on. Come on. Um, number eight is the thing she's seen. Oh, okay. I'm going to do my very best. I swear I looked this up ahead of time, but I'm going to do my best to pronounce this. Mm-hmm. Amberlyn Quay Molina and Ezekiel Quay Molina. Uh, this is about a woman named Beth Teller, but she's dead. And she is. Uh, trying to help her dad out because he's the only one who can see and hear her and interact with her and then um, you get your uh, another girl who can also see Beth's spirit is having issues and she's trying to help her her dad who's a former detective figure out the mystery
1: another like thriller mystery type book
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But has that like horror aspect like magic seeing ghosts and stuff
0: yes um number nine is the bone people by carrie home and this is about carolyn holmes um she is part maori um part european But she's an artist and she's trying to figure out like how to regain that artistic spark.
1: That kind of sounds interesting.
0: I feel like... No, I'm thinking of a different cover. I was like, I know that cover. No, I'm definitely thinking of a different cover.
1: (laughs) No, but you made me think of something too. but, But okay, I bet we're thinking of the same thing. is not what i'm
0: thinking of <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> of the bone collector like that's definitely oh see thing. i'm
1: not thinking of that what am i thinking of the bone season maybe oh, i don't know is that something i don't know yeah the bone season it's a fantasy type book
0: mm.
1: there's like three of them yeah that, i think that's what i'm thinking of whoops okay sorry <laughs>
0: All right, and then the last one they have on here is called Split Tooth by Tanya Tagach. And she is, um, this author, she's an Inuit throat singer, well-known. And so this is kind of a a mashup between fiction, memoir. She writes some poems. There's some folklore in there. Um, And it follows this woman growing up in Canada. Uh, And it's just all about her childhood growing up coming of age it's says trials and tribulations yeah i'm sure there's something about puberty in there (laughs) cool but yeah so that was the list i had found i thought we haven't done anything like that before
1: so we have 10 great reads for um by indigenous authors and we have 13 banned books that
0: sounds like 23 new books that people can add to their TBR if they want to. That's Girl, like. I should, I should have read the comment on this article. Uh-huh. So Rebecca Roanhorse, who one of her books is on uh-huh. the list. Um, is not a citizen of a federally recognized nation. She is not popping up in any sort of, like, she basically might be lying.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> she's like the Elizabeth Warren of the sci-fi set. <laughs> oh, God. And she's
1: the one that wrote Trail of lighting, Lightning, that I think we were both like, oh, this sounds really good. So.
0: Whew. This is wild. Okay. Wild.
1: Yeah, it says that. See, I never
0: read the comments, because either they're like, haven't read any, sounds great. Yeah. Or like, haven't read any, sounds dumb. Or it's like, why why isn't this one on here? This is my, I gotta start reading.
1: Yeah, it says that she's facing renewed accusations. Again, this this comment was from 2021. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But it says, like, facing renewed accusations of cultural appropriation after repeatedly using tribal stories and traditions without consent lovely
0: very interesting
1: so maybe don't add trail of lightning to your list
0: damn um but yeah anyways sorry <laughs> we're recording late again <laughs> so I'm tired. Yeah. um but yeah that's our we could smoosh them into two to fit timelines but uh
1: yeah, and then they they're, they fall around each other. So, yeah, we figured we can combine a good list for both. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nope.
1: Okay. Well, next week's episode, for when you are listening to this, um, will be our discussion on. Conviction. Sorry, I had like a hiccup. Our convict on conviction, which is our last Reese's book club, guys' book from book club. Yes. So, um, and then again, the season finale will wrap up everything. Um, But if that is it, um, you can follow us on Instagram at Reading with Celebs, and if you want to go follow us on X slash Twitter reading w celebs um i am not active on there so but please go give us a like follow subscribe review all of those fun things and we will see you next week
0: happy reading
1: bye guys bye